0: Guys, we are super lucky to have Brett and Kate from Focus on the Family with us. Brett and Kate, welcome, guys. How are you?
1: Yeah, good, Very, thank very you. well.
0: Excellent. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, just to start off with, can you guys tell us a little bit more about yourselves, your families,
2: and uh, what you guys do for a living? Well, I was born at a very young age. <laughs> <and it> started <laughs> off that way. Uh, I was actually born in England. And i came to australia when i was less than two years of age so i didn't really have time to pick up the lingo um, i've got uh, a brother and a sister both older than me and i've been brought up uh, in a christian environment all of my life uh, i've been married for 30 years continuously to my beautiful wife kate yep. um, my background started as a critical care nurse i majored in intensive care and accident emergency and then i became a children's and family pastor at a church in melbourne um, in a, a large church called city life church And then I became the CEO of Focus on the Family Australia seven years ago.
1: And I am the youngest, too, of uh, three sisters, three girls, not three sisters, three girls, and grew up in a Christian home as well. Uh, I was a teacher for 24 years. And when Brett moved into Focus on the Family, I gave up teaching and followed him. (laughs) We have, personally, as our own family, though, uh, we have three sons, all adults, 26, 24, and 22. One married with a baby.
2: And we've got a grandson. Yay!
0: Yay. That's awesome.
2: That's exciting. And what about... You look too young to be be grandparents, but (laughs) we use a very good moisturiser. I was about to say
0: that. I was. Um, Yeah, sure. What about... Like for the two of you what, do you, what do you like to do for fun? I don't know whether it pre-COVID is different to throughout the COVID season, some of your hobbies and interests maybe?
1: Well, I was a PE teacher, so our whole family's really been revolved around sport, hasn't it? Yeah. It's, um, the boys were all heavily involved in sport and so any chance we get, we're outside. So we kind of have seasonal things we do. So in summer we play tennis, we play Frisbee. In winter, we can do... Play frisbee. Play frisbee.
2: Frisbee (laughs) golf. Frisbee golf is our our greatest joy.
1: Um, But we also, you know, i have done bowling, weirdly bowling. And when Brett and I were younger, we used to always play basketball and things like that, cricket. Um, And so, yeah, a lot of activity and, you know, maybe walking along the beach and, you know, going out for dinner. But when we're at
2: home, we try our best to complete Sudoku's.
0: Yes, that's great. Yeah. How do, you, how do you go completing
1: those? <laughs> you know what? I used to be really good. I hate to brag. <laughs> yeah. I used to be really good. I could do the really difficult ones. We used to have family competition. See, this is the thing, competition, competition. Uh, we used to have family competition with music in the background, which was what was it oh, it no, was fireside you know with a fire Jazz crackling, music. and and so we had this time which used to be best- very good i used to be good now i sit there with an easy and going you know
2: what not so easy this
1: is you know i need, <laughs> I need some music obviously in the background and i'm a plotter i'm a plotter
2: oh. i just like to join, do a press elimination but that, that's a little bit about us yeah. and, and we enjoy playing board games a lot yeah, of board games game.
3: I love what like, – our family is really big into board games. I can relate. But that sounds great. You guys love to do a lot of things. I bet you can't sit still. <laughs> um, we're, not, we're not against sitting still, are we?
2: No, we're not very good at it, though, but we get better. <laughs> and sometimes we even, you know, binge watch a, a TV show. But it has to be really good
1: yeah. for us to Yeah, definitely.
3: Watch. Yeah, awesome. Well, um, moving on. You said before that you're you're quite involved in focus on the family. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your role, what you do, um, and how long you've been there as well?
1: Well, can we tell you quickly how we ended up there because I think it's probably the best story. Uh, before Breton, I even got engaged. We went and did a relationship uh, weekend just to make sure that we were on the same page moving forward, and. Uh, we had a prophetic word over us that we would be working in family ministry and working with, you know, marriages and family ministry. And it was quite funny because we looked at each other and we hadn't talked about it together, had we? No. Uh, But both of us had that on our heart, even though neither of us were married, neither of us had children, obviously, and yet that was both on our hearts. And so when that prophetic word was given we knew that we were headed in that path together. So when this job came up... So
2: then we have to fast forward 25
1: years years
2: before it actually came into fruition. Then uh, I was a children's pastor at City Life Church, and we love the idea of helping families. We love the idea of helping uh, couples as best we can. We were involved in young marriage at the time, uh, and this job was advertised. And Kate says, um, that's going to be yours. Yeah, I I just uh, had this
1: real peace in my heart that this job was for him well in essence for both of us yeah. uh because our whole lives we felt like we were preparing preparing you had so to you we had to have done the hard yards before you could do this job um having a long marriage and having kids yeah.
2: and we weren't just theorists we were practitioners because yeah. we had been married for a number of years and we also had children who are growing through the teen years and that gives uses a little bit of street credibility <laughs> and uh, being involved as Kate was a teacher and I was a children's pastor. Children were a part of our, our world. Kids everywhere. And uh, and then, so our role is is everything and anything because as the leader of a small organisation, we've got a significant reach. And we're not only on the light, we're on a 750 other radio stations across Australia. So now you can put the face with the voice together yeah. and this is what it looks like, unfortunately. And we do a lot of radio work. We do a lot of... Uh, face-to-face presentations. But during the COVID time, we've been doing a lot of digital um, and we're doing a Facebook Live every Thursday evening. We're doing an online marriage course. We've done a a recording on conflict and communication. Uh, Our website's got a variety of different things. And we just like to help as many people as possible who contact us and be able to give sage advice as best we can and send them in the right direction.
0: That's so good. I know um, I can only really speak for myself, but I'm sure Lauren's is saying that, you know, we've been blessed to have grown up in great families of our own and we can really see the importance behind that. And so love the role that you guys are playing and what you're, what you're trying to achieve. And I guess with that, obviously, throughout the COVID season, there's been challenges for everyone. Um, but for you guys, have you found that there's, um, I guess, any particular sort of challenges challenges for families that have arisen throughout the COVID season that you've maybe been able to play a role in or, um, yeah, anything like that?
1: Yeah, yeah look, I, I think being shut down uh, in our homes, it has magnified for people who are going through difficult times already. That has then magnified the issues. For those people who weren't, um, Some have drawn closer together and loved being shut down, you know, in their homes because it's actually given them the time to spend with their families and do more intentional relating with their families. Uh, And then there are those who who have found it extremely difficult uh, and have reached out. There's been a lot of people reaching out um, with marital or family difficulties where it has, that they've felt quite cut off um from help or support uh because it could only be digital and and that was very very difficult for a lot of people Uh, brett's had an increased telephone calls and
2: emails for people who are feeling overwhelmed and stressed Uh, we've seen a higher level of domestic violence unfortunately Mm -hmm. and i think once we come out of this we will only get to really know uh, the impact on relationships and whether the relationships have survived, whether they've thrived or whether they have gone backwards. And unfortunately, some people are saying, and we've seen anecdotal evidence that the divorce rate unfortunately has increased as COVID restrictions have been, um, you know, reduced in some respect. And so we don't really know what the impact is going to be, but we do know that we're here to help as many people as possible. We would like to think that our ministry is about prevention, trying to equip people to be better informed about how to communicate more effectively, how to talk about some of the big issues and how to uh, increase the capacity of a relationship as either husband and wife or as parents or even as individuals. And we know that many people are suffering from other forms of mental health issues. And we're here to help as many people as possible. And during this time, we have seen the the best of humanity when communities have got around one another and helped one another and and lend a helping hand. And that's been wonderful. But we've also seen a a very poor side of humanity. When we saw everyone buying toilet paper and rice and, was a water yeah. and we've, we've seen people you know do other things that haven't been quite so good but i think overall i'd like to think that the community has not only um, been more aware of what's going on in their fellow man but we've also seen that um, family and this is the best out of it all family is vitally important and people have realized and mums and dads have realized how much they have to cherish their time with their kids mm. and kids have really cherished the time being with mum and dad
1: and I think, too, one of the really great things is we've seen a lot of people being proactive when there's been issues. They are being proactive. Yeah, so they are great. reaching out for help. Uh, they're not suffering in silence, which is really important because everybody's going to walk through something. Yeah, uh, And it's not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength. Uh, marriage is for the long haul and family is for the long haul. Yeah. And we all face Difficult times. There won't be anybody who's untouched from a difficult time. Mm. Um, Let's face it, COVID is one of them. Uh, But in in life, every family is going to be touched by a crisis at some point. Yeah. Uh, If you haven't, you will. (laughs) Thank you, prophetic Kate. I'm not being negative, but we have to work out how as. A husband and wife and as families we're going to work through that constructively so that we come out the other side in a healthy position you may not
2: be able to control everything around you but you can control how you respond and how you control your emotions and uh, your reactions so that's one thing you can control.
3: Yeah, definitely. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it's been a crazy and testing period. And I feel like it'd be such a blessing for you guys to be there and be that support for others. And it definitely sounds like God's put you in a really cool position and just being able to help, you know, families through that. And um, I know you did touch on it, but do you mind just expanding on, I guess, the good things and the positive positive things that have come out of this? And um, what you've seen that families have been learning during this season?
2: Well, one of the things about learning is kids, uh, some parents have realised how much they value teachers when they have to do yes. the, re- the remote learning and That's how much right. teachers are highly valued. I think they're mm. going to get some really significant gifts at the end of the year and appreciation. <laughs> yes. But we've also seen some kids thrive because of the different learning styles mm. and how they're not having to compete with their, their peers. They can go at their own pace. That's been a really a, a big bonus.
1: I think one of the other things is that just as we've been out playing frisbee just us um we've noticed how many families have been out with their kids and you know mums and dads at the park they're riding their bikes they're having a picnic they're so much more than beforehand where you might see the kids out riding their bike on their own or one parent now it's like the two parents and the kids have got their backpacks and they've all got their tennis rackets or they're all got yeah. you know something that they're playing with whether it's the dog or whatever uh it's so lovely to see how many people are out exercising mm. with their families
0: That's great I agree there's like constantly people it'll be interesting seeing like as we're coming out of the other end of this you know, how that changes perhaps, you know, how many people are out in the park, how many people are still spending intentional time with families. Um, so hopefully fingers crossed some of those good habits that have been formed to continue. Um, well, I
1: think as people are still working from home, because I think that's going to be a bit of a trend for yeah. the future because so many officers, et cetera, have, wor- have realised that working from home works. Yeah. And so it's, it, I think the flexibility of being able to work from home will be Allow that kind of relationship to continue. I think a lot of people who had to spend, you know, say an hour travelling each way to and from work, that cuts down time with family. And so if they're able to work from home, I think that could continue.
2: One study that came out from the UK was uh, 90% of people did not want to go back to normal they wanted to continue doing the new way of doing work, family. school, family life. And that was mm. quite in- telling. didn't tell you the whole story, but I would imagine if we did a study here in Australia, I think a lot of people, and I just listened to a report by McCrindle and saying that about 75% of people overall would like to continue to keep a balance between working from home and going to the office yeah. and having that balance or the option of doing the, the two. A very
0: large percentage, but
3: I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, I, I yeah. can I can relate. I love working from home. I think it's a game changer. But I'm surprised. Yeah, that large number. Hey, it's mm. crazy.
1: Yeah, well, I think some people wanted it to be, you know, say have three days at home and two in the office to have that socialization still, because uh, I think a lot of people have missed that. But they also love the flexibility of working from home. You know, they can stay dress up the top and have their jami pants on the bottom. You know, everybody (laughs) loves to be that comfy. Uh, It's the the number of people where we've spoken to them via Zoom and they look all dressed up and then they go, do you want to see my pyjamas? You know, (laughs) and so you kind of get this half and half and they're they're real chilled, aren't they, as opposed to, you know, when they're more formal at work. But I think
2: another little bonus um of going back to having a balance of going back to work and staying at home and the option is that relationship actually does better all the research that actually points to giving each other some space mm. and pursuing your interests actually makes you more interesting and more engaged when you are being back mm. and that's where we have found a lot of relationships being strained because you're in each other's face in each other's space all the time the importance of showing grace right. uh, because <laughs> yeah. that is something that has been a difficult mm. thing of being you know you can harems aren't that necessarily that large to have an east wing and a west wing and doing life together all the time with the schooling with working uh entertaining yourself recreation uh kitchen preparation there's a lot of things that our homes aren't really designed for this and i would imagine people are going to look forward to hopefully being able to get a backyard if they had the opportunity so they can have have some space.
1: I was going to say, we've never appreciated our front yard more uh, where we've actually, you know, we've got a mobile Frisbee golf cage and we set it up in the front yard so when we weren't actually allowed to leave our property um, after eight o'clock at night we would set it up with a big industrial torch <laughs> and play outside at night as if we were out you know out in real life the neighbors were saying what's that chain noise? Chain what's chain the chain noise, chain noise so you know you, we
2: became very resourceful we're, we're improvising
0: i love that we all we've all had to do that at some way at some point in time over this season so um, I guess one thing as well that um, one of our pastors, Kathy, who is, you guys know, um, brought, brought to my attention, was on, your, on the bottom of one of your emails, or on your emails, it says, if you don't focus on your family, who will? Can you guys expand on that a little bit and what, you were, what you're trying to get at there?
2: Well, You can't rely on other people to do all the work that only you can do, whether you're a husband or whether you're a father, a mother, or a wife only you can fulfill that role and you can't outsource it. You can't give it the responsibilities to somebody else. So if you don't focus on your family, who will?
1: And and we
2: need to take that, those roles and responsibilities quite seriously.
1: Yeah, we do. And, And there's so many areas within that, that we need to look at. And one of them is the spiritual development of our kids. And so what we want to do with our kids is we don't want to give them religion. We want to give them a relationship with a, a God, a heavenly Father, somebody they can relate to. And so rather than just doing, say, church, uh, tick. yeah, tick, uh, reading the Bible, tick, uh, we very much in our family made Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit an everyday part of our life. So when we would walk down the street with our little ones, we'd go, oh, look at that flower. Isn't God clever? You know, he must have wonder what he thought with the colours that he chose for that flower, yeah. you know. And so we'd we'd really get into Just this.
2: Weaved every yeah, conversation. Yeah, weave him
1: in because when we were talking about the bigger issues, issues later, we'd say, you know, what do we think God would say about that, you know? What would he say about this issue right here? Maybe we can go and have a bit of a look um, about what he has to say. And and so it's not going, you know, God says this. No, it's become, he's part of our family. He's the biggest part of our family. He's what holds us together. And so he's the first person we should go to when there's an issue. Mm. And what does he say about it? And so we want to develop that in our kids, not a bunch of rules that we're following. It's just our heart you know craves to follow him because he's our loving heavenly father and he made us and he's been part of our life ever since we were little or when we gave our heart to the lord then it starts there and so it it's very much a the the church can't do that they only the church only sees them for such a small amount of time and so that's our role that the church backs us up
2: yeah supports.
1: it's our backup you, you know, can't
2: outsource your child's, no. um, you know, the home and all those things. And you can't school. outsource, but you can't out you yeah. can't outsource the spiritual foundations. And yeah. as a former children's pastor, I saw it time and time again. Many parents would send their kids to a Christian school or send their kids to kids' church or youth church or young adults' mm. church, and they've said, "You fix them up. You do it." Yeah. But You as parents have what we call first voice privilege. We need to Mm -hmm. maximize that. And we apply the Deuteronomy chapter six, which is the greatest verse when it talks about spiritual foundations for Mm -hmm. you to instill them into your children. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. Have it in your own heart first and then impress it upon your children. Mm -hmm. When you're walking along the road, when you're going to bed at night, and then fast forward to the 21st century, when you, well, driving the school, when you're driving them to sport, even when we do go back to sport, when you're going to the supermarket, there's, plenty, there's plenty of opportunities to just talk about everyday things mm. and include God and weave him into the conversation. Not to be religious, it's all about relationship.
1: And we can't abdicate that. When we abdicate those type of roles, abdicating parenting and discipline, uh, saying, oh, the school will handle that. <laughs> no, the school doesn't have time to ha- discipline 30 children in one classroom Um, at a time it's up to us as parents god's given us that role he was very serious about that when he handed us that Mm. Um, our children are not our own and we have a role to raise them so that he can so that he can shoot them out as arrows for his purposes in the future and we've got a job to raise those children to honor him and love him and fear have a have a beautiful Healthy healthy fear of the lord which is a reverence for our heavenly father
3: yeah, that's so good. There's so much value in that. And I guess just expanding or um, following up from that, um, what are some practical ways um, to just, um, yeah, teach your child their faith and develop that relationship with Jesus and even some things that you've done for your kids that can encourage other parents out there?
1: Okay. Well, I think one of the big things we did, we did not sit and do uh, Bible studies altogether.
2: We know families that do it and are very successful. It wasn't successful trying to keep three very active boys (laughs) in the same position at the same time. And so that's the reason why we incorporated him in every every other aspect of our lives. And
1: then at night time, we would go to the individual's bedrooms and we would read the Bible and we would pray. But one of the big things is we would teach them how to pray uh, because one of the things Brett was doing in kids' ministry is prayer is powerful and prayer is personal. And so we wanted them to learn how to pray because we wanted them to talk to their Heavenly Father like he was just in the room, yeah. uh, that he cared about every aspect of their life. And we don't just come to him with a list of our wants, um, but teaching them how to pray for his will yeah. And not just, uh, Lord, I want this and I want that and I want this and thanks for giving it to me. Uh, we told, Which is
2: still, still theologically sound we, in some respects. We
1: want them, but we want them to talk, not be a consumer. Yeah. We want them to be a contributor. So we want them to be praying for other people outside of themselves. Yeah. And so we did that privately in their own bedrooms. Um, don't get me wrong, we prayed all together as well. Yeah. Um, and we prayed, you know, if they fell over. Uh, We, you know, we prayed if they... When we had to discipline them. Yes, we prayed with them when we disciplined. Uh, That was the last thing that we did. We prayed together and when something like this, you know, they were disciplined, let's pray and ask Jesus to forgive you. Um, And so they would pray and then at the end of the prayer, every single time was, can we go and play now? Yeah, sure. Because we have to remember that our little ones... Once, If we're teaching them forgiveness and asking God for forgiveness, God forgives us straight away. Therefore, as parents, we need to forgive straight away if it's a genuine yeah. repentance. You know, I'm sorry, mummy, for biting my brother <laughs> or whatever it was.
2: Biting daddy's finger off. <laughs> yeah, think.
1: whatever it was. Um, and then we have to move on and no grudge holding or no silent treatment.
2: But one of the other important things in all of this is that we wanted to instill in our children to own their own faith yeah. and not rely on mum and dad's faith or their grandparents faith yeah. uh, that they would have their own faith and walk their own journey because when it comes that they are actually do leave the yeah. nest and they start a family of their own they have to then walk their relationship with God and so everything starts you cannot start early enough and right from uh in utero we'd be including yeah. prayer and praying over the, the tummy yeah. uh, then when our children were born we'd be incorporating God in our Every, conversations, and, and then and as songs. they get older, it was less of us and just encouraging them and coaching them to have their own relationship and yeah. their own quiet times and, and, and we, with God.
1: Yeah, and we have praise and worship playing in our home, so we'd sing loudly. We'd all be singing, and you know, making it part of our family home. And Veggie Tales is
2: very much still part yes, of our world, vegetale. and our kids are still singing those songs. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's
1: a, bit, there's a few suspect things in Veggie Tales these days, but the old school ones were really good. But look, we had a teenager at the age of 16 say to us, one of ours, uh, say to us, Look, I don't know that I believe in God. And instead of freaking out, um, Brett said, Look, you know what? That's okay. Let's go hunting you know, to discover who God really is. is. You know, our son was a reader, uh, a non-fiction reader, not a fiction reader, But, and so that was good. Uh, And so they went hunting and you know what, he's on fire for God now because he owned it. He had to go hunting and own it for himself. I think sometimes as parents we can freak out uh, if our children want to question what they believe, but we want them to question what they believe very much, because so. we want them to own it. And when they walk through difficult things, they know that they can go straight to God. Yeah. Uh, if they, if it's just a parent led thing, then they go, oh, well, you know, and so you see wishy-washy kids because they haven't owned it. And they don't know the word of God because they haven't owned it. Yeah. And we want to teach that.
0: There is so much goodness in what you've just shared. So much. I hope. I'm not a parent yet, but um, I'm sure there's plenty of parents who are watching at home and uh, people in. Everyone's part of a family of some kind. So, like, I hope you've got your notepads out and are taking notes because there is so much that you've just unpacked there. And I loved hearing all of that. Um, what we're going to do is just change pace a little bit now and start to wrap things up. But before we do, we're going to finish off with some rapid-fire questions. And what we're going to do is I'm going to ask, you know, w- you know, a couple of would you rathers, one or the other, so you can both have a chance to respond. And then Lauren's oh. going to fire through with um, the classic marriage sort of question. So who is the messiest, et cetera? And you guys can debate that. Or just you know, <laughs> pop pop your hand up if <laughs> yeah. So the first set of questions, um, both of you: summer or winter? Summer. summer. Chocolate or lollies? Chocolate. Chocolate. Rock or country music? Country. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no.
0: Not sure about that one. Maybe there's I'm another, you get another one. one.
1: If you said jazz or classical, yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, tea or coffee?
2: No.
1: Coffee.
0: None. Okay.
2: Yep. And coffee. No, morning. No, I ignor- am I, I am a social enigma. I do not drink coffee and I'm from Melbourne. We need to change that. But that's okay. Um, morning
0: Why or night. You drink
1: water, drink coffee.
0: <laughs> morning or night? Morning. Morning. And Classic one to end off. Scrunch or fold your toilet paper?
2: Fold. Yes. Scrunching and folding yeah. at the same time.
0: Wow, <laughs> a bit of a combo. Interesting. I haven't met one of those, but.
3: That's funny. I don't know how that would work. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to visualize it.
1: Yeah. Folding and scrunching. Who knows?
3: All right, awesome. All right, here we go. Who's the messiest? <gasps>
2: <laughs> just, just.
3: Who's the best cook?
0: There we go. That's good for Mary, agreeing (laughs) on that one.
3: Who has the best fashion sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Kate. Who has the best taste in music?
2: We like the same. Very similar. Yeah. Very similar.
3: Yeah. Who said I love you first? Ooh. Ooh. Um, I, think
2: Kate, I think Kate did. Oh, I, did I, was, I was, I was. She was very. Full. She was the older woman. Oh come and, on! Uh, so yeah, that's right. She this was is a, a
3: rapid fire. Rapid okay, fire. I just explained. <laughs> Kate, Kate. <laughs> that's funny. Who's uh the best driver? Nice. <laughs> All right. With parenting, who's tougher on the kids?
0: I love that. I feel like there was over 50% of those that you were in agreement on, so that's fantastic. Yeah, pretty Um,
3: compatible, I have to say.
0: (laughs) Plenty more years of marriage to come then. (laughs) Hey, guys, thank you so much for your time today. Um, We are going to wrap things up, but as I said before, I know there was so much value in there, uh, and we really appreciate that. So thank you for all you've shared with us, and until next time, we'll wait until we hear you on the radio sometime
2: soon. Thanks for having us. And if we can be of any service to anyone, you can go to our website at families.org.au and there's a a plethora of different resources available for free. Fantastic. Thanks, guys.
3: Thanks.